Hi, and welcome to Solo Segment Search Chat. I'm Tim Peter. In this episode of Solo Segment Search Chat, Solo Segment CEO Steve Zaker and I talk about the conversational website, what that means for your customers, and why it matters for your business. We also look at how content, chat, and search work together to create a better experience and drive improved business results. All that and more on the latest Solo Segment Search Chat, coming at you right about now. Well, hi, Steve. How are you? I am excellent. It's uh, it's a great uh, great time of the year when like spring might might someday happen. So uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Exactly. Spring is vaguely around the corner. We It's out there. We, you can see it. So so I just said to you before, we shouldn't get too deep into, you know, how far in advance we record these things sometimes. But the last episode everybody heard was Groundhog Day episode. Um, we have not yet, excuse me, was the one before the Groundhog Day episode, but we not yet have not yet seen the Groundhog. So we don't know if we're in for six more weeks of winter that's or good. not. That's, fingers that's crossed. Right. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. So, uh, uh, but by the time you hear this, you'll know. Do we have six more weeks of winter? And which is a weird way to start a conversation. But, you know, you were talking, Steve, before we got started about conversational uh, conversational websites. And, yeah. and I know the last time we talked, we talked about the fact that we were going to talk about smarter search. And you said, a, you know, a conversational website is a way towards smarter search. So what's a conversational website, Steve? Yeah. So so there is a bit of a chicken and egg thing there, which is 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 it is a smarter search kind of the the press pre, predecessor, predecessor, I don't know, precursor, precursor to a conversational website, or is conversational website leads to smarter? And I think it is a bit of a um kind of a self-feeding sort of mechanism. But but let's let me talk about kind of vision a little bit about what yeah, is a sure, conversational please. website. And so when we think about conversational websites and when we say that, those words, a lot of times folks think, oh, well, that's the chat thing, right? That's the little chat box that shows up yeah, on people's yeah, websites yeah. and I can talk to it. And we're really thinking much further down. And one of the ways that you can begin to think about conversational websites is sort of like people use Google today. You know, we, you know, What's really fascinating is when we look at data on large enterprise B2B websites, searches are often single words, rarely oh, phrasing, yeah, sure. right? Really, But I bet if you look at Google, right, I mean, there's phrases, at least two, three words in there. Sometimes full sentences are being put in there because absolutely, we've been trained to discover that, you know, the more information we give Google, the better it gets. You know, even That's if it's right. just something as simple as restaurants near me, right? But right. but if right. it's but if it's like you know low priced hotels in Columbia, South Carolina, uh, you know, in June, boy, Google's going to give you a great result. And so we've kind of been trained to be conversational with Google. Yeah. And so you know, as we begin to think about site search, but more importantly, what does the website look like of the future? Um, can we be conversational with the website to increase the likelihood that we're going to be engaged with content 
that is just spot on with our pain point and helps us progress on a journey to assess, is this company's technology, product, services the right thing to solve my problem? So conversational websites are really websites that you can have both explicit conversations with. You type something on the screen and it you know, kind of comes back and tells you something or implicit conversations. Because as you interact with content, as you interact with a website, you're also giving signals about what you're interested in and what you're not interested in. So can it use that implicit behavioral data to make the engagement, make the journey uh, more effective for you? Yeah, well, it, you know, it's funny. I think people are aware of this who watch, you know, who watch the show, listen to the show, et cetera. But, you know, uh, obviously I like to let you do most of the talking and I promise there's a question here in your future. But this is something that's really fascinating is, you know, I've been an observer of this and a practitioner of this for more than 25 years now, which is staggering to think about. I also want to start and point out I started when I was nine. Right. Um, but, you know, starting in the mid 90s was when I built my first website. And if you think about the evolution of websites over the last, you know, 20 years, 10 years even, you know, when we first started building websites in the mid-90s, every website was different. Every yes. website worked differently. Every website looked differently. And there was a lot of innovation and a lot of exploration and a lot of learning about what worked as a design metaphor and what worked yes. as a navigation metaphor. And today, I don't want to say websites are boring, but they've become more standardized because yes. we found what works. We found what people expect. You know, you wouldn't build a new car today and move the driver, you know, move the uh, uh, the steering wheel, you know, to the back seat or put the gas pedal on the the, the left and the brake on the right, you know, because you'd, right. you'd kill somebody if you did that. And websites have become more like a car right. in that you expect it to drive a certain way, right. which means that you have to do more in terms of the content itself to make yeah. it actually the thing that the customer cares about. Sure. And actually answers the question. So, and this is where my question to you comes, is, you know, when you think about chatbots and the like, in many ways, they're just an interface to content that already exists on the website anyway, right? It can't answer a question it doesn't know yes. the answer to. So how does search and chat, you know, sort of supplement one another or sort of work well together to, to create that conversation and find the right content that actually answers the question that chat is there to supposedly answer. Yeah. And I, and I think those as precursor technologies to something like a conversational website are a great way to think about it. So yeah. let's start with search. What search does really well is search understands all of the content on your website, right? It understands everything that's out there because it will crawl your whole website or you will tell it what, what pages are out there through yeah. your site map. And, and search technologies, even just kind of the plain vanilla open source ones these days, do a very good job at understanding enough about content that they're pretty smart. Um, where they might struggle is retrieval. And there's a whole lot of reasons that we don't have to go into for that. Um, where they also struggle is in the interface, right? It kind of presumes that you're going to find mm -hmm. the little magnifying glass or the tiny little search box and you're yeah. going to go ask it a question. So it struggles from a bit of a UI perspective. And honestly, it also struggles from an expectations perspective because, you know, <laughs> over the past 20 years as Google has taught us, hey, man, we're going to give you great answers to any question you ever ask us. 
Yeah. Site search on large enterprise has done just the opposite. It is, um, <laughs> hey man, I don't know nothing, right? I have all of the content here and I can't, de- I mean, I struggle to deliver to you. Right, right. And the search results page could, you know, is, is like, well, it's probably one of these, right? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> and I, and I got to tell you, you know, yeah. our clients generally start with us with about 30% of their visitors actually finding what they're looking for. Right. And I got to tell you, there are a lot of people who aren't our clients who are much, much worse. Right. Uh, and so very, you know, again, large enterprises have kind of through neglect taught people not to use search. So that searches struggles. Like it's got all this great information about the website uh, and it just begs for an interface that people will kind of trust and use and, yeah. and deliver. Yeah. And I think chat has just you know, kind of the opposite, almost mirror image of that, right? So chat is a lovely interface, right? It, yeah. it kind of welcomes the long form question. Uh, it, it kind of asks you to engage with it in a way that seems, you know, conversational, right? Hey, just yep. ask me a question. Yep. Where it suffers is it knows nothing, right? Because right. it right. only knows, I mean, a lot of people don't realize this, but basically chat technologies have to be programmed. Right. We have, you know, you have to kind of give yeah, it that's right. a use case and you have to tell it which content is. This. I mean, it's a very sort of manual process. Some of them are a little semi-automated. But the, if you think about the domain knowledge of your website being vast, the domain mm-hmm. knowledge of a chatbot is narrow. And yeah, so it yeah. really doesn't understand everything about your website. So you might have a chatbot that can speak support. And you might have a chatbot that can speak sales and yeah. maybe one product vertical, but you don't have a chatbot that says, hey, ask us anything about our business, whether you're a customer, an investor, uh, a college student, or a, a really good prospect. Your chatbot knows nothing about that. And it has yeah. a very structured way. So what if you could marry, and we're talking about the, I mentioned a little while ago about the explicit use case where people are actually entering yeah. you know, words and phrases. But imagine you could marry in that explicit use case the friendliness of the chatbot with the vast knowledge and expertise of the site search. If those two things could live together, you would have not only a great user experience, but a great way to grow your business because it's going to get people to the information they need to either continue to do business with you, such as a support use case, or to do business with you if they're a prospect. So it's a little early in the show for a commercial, Steve, but could you talk maybe about how we're thinking of addressing this problem or if there's anything we do today that might actually solve for some of this? Well, we, we've started, you know, kind of like everything, you know, everything's always evolution, rarely revolution. And so, you know, for us, you know, we've begun on this journey, you know, certainly with our content recommendation, things that are in guide box where we're beginning to deploy some of that explicit data you get out of search to help people progress their journeys further uh, into the content, right? So you're engaging people and progressing. That's yep. that's That kind of starts with an explicit story where people are typing things in a search and yep. ends with implicit data because we're looking at the visitor's behavior, comparing that in models to prior behaviors, trying to predict what their goals are and guide them towards those goals. So yep. that's a bit of the way where we're doing this. Um, we're also... Uh, very early stages doing a, um, it's a product feature we call Answer Box, where we're beginning, you know, to figure out, and this is going to sound semi-ridiculous, but to those who understand this, 
it's pretty powerful. Uh, we're figuring out what questions your content answers. And, yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things that search engines certainly struggle with is to figure out like, what is this person interested in? They put one keyword in, what are they really interested in? And I think everybody's seen this on Google where they, you know, have that module that says people also ask and it's a list yeah. of questions. Yeah. yeah. Well, what we're doing is we're doing something similar to that where we're, you know, interrogating the content and figuring out, gee, what question might this, this piece of content answer? And then providing that in, in a similar sort of uh, user experience to help people find content when that question is in their brain, but they might not have put it in a search box. So it's another example of kind of this implicit model. But all of this is kind of progressing towards a, a state where in the future, you could have maybe a chat-like interface, the thing that pops up in the lower uh, lower right-hand part of the screen, or in a search interface in the upper right-hand portion of the screen, or perhaps even in voice, right? That somebody's on their phone, yep. on mobile, yep. and they're talking uh, to the website. But it's using all of that data to create this conversation with you so that you're starting off with a, I'm interested in, and the models in the background are not only uh, interrogating all of the content, right? You've indexed and you have it, but they're also looking at the behavioral data uh, that we've gathered over time to understand, oh, if you're on this journey, you're probably looking for this content and help guiding you towards that. Got it. Got it. That's super cool. So uh, why aren't people doing this today? Um, I think, you know, part of what you said <laughs> earlier about everybody does it this way. I think that a lot of folks have fallen into a rut, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at where marketing, especially in B2B, has gone over the past couple of years, um, it seems like less attention is being paid to the website. And more attention is being paid to landing pages, uh, more, pay, you know, more, uh, more attention being paid to uh, top of funnel, uh, you know, kind of attract yeah. SEO, SEM, yeah. paid social, yeah. et cetera. Uh, and then getting somebody either to a landing page or to a predefined journey that they're going to progress on. Yeah. But the reality is that's not the bulk of the traffic to your website. It's almost right. like... You know, they we figured, hey, we could control this little piece, so we're going to focus on the piece we're going to control, and the other eighty percent we're just going to essentially ignore and let them leave them to their own devices. And uh, and again, I think you know, it's you know, vendors have done a very good job at convincing marketers, hey, ignore the sixty, seventy, eighty percent of the people who come to your website, just focus on the twenty percent who you know you can get to a form. Yeah, and that's become yeah. almost the entire focus of the marketing industry these days. Yeah, which is which is crazy to me. I mean, I spent a lot of my career in e-commerce, and you know, we knew we could buy traffic, but you you can't buy traffic infinitely, right? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, if you get the right ROI, you keep throwing money at it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. But but obviously, we had you know, we typically converted uh, for the company I worked for the longest seven and a half to eight percent of people who showed up to the website. And by the way, that's an extraordinary conversion rate, you know, I, when you compare it to B2B. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, we we loved it. Yeah. Um, but but we also realized, and and you and I both know this is something we've talked about plenty of times before. You and I both know our our actual conversion rate was considerably higher than that because you had the people who were coming in looking for a job. You had investors who were coming in. You know, when you yes. filtered out that traffic. You, that seven and a half percent, eight percent 
really was probably double that number in terms of people who came in with a shopping intent. So the number was pretty good. What's also true was if we can convert just, you know, one more session out of every 10 or, you know, two more sessions out of every 10, which often these were people with buying intent. Yeah. It had, it made all the other things we did to buy traffic and drive traffic to the site work so much better. And this does seem to be a mindset we run into in B2B a lot that, well, nobody converts on the website or no one, you know, our conversion rate's 1% and we've just learned to live with it. And it's an odd mindset to run into, you know, it it just makes it crazy about how we think about um, if we had a salesperson who only converted 1% of all the people we talked to, we'd fire that person. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, there is a numbers aversion in the marketing profession as well. So that's, uh, (laughs) but, but, but I think you make a great point is, you know, by focusing, trying to get more out of the 20% and ignoring the 80%, you are ignoring the largest portion of the opportunity. And, you know, again, when you're shaving tenths of a percent in conversion rates, especially in B2B large enterprise, yeah. it'd be a lot of money, right? It'd be a lot of money, but, right. But how do you do that? And, it, and it's, a hard, it's a hard problem. And that's why, yeah. you know, we feel like you've made this huge investment in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pages of content on your website. Um, why aren't you trying to leverage that? And the answer is because it's hard. And that's where the AI technologies, especially those embedded in search these days that help you understand that content, if you could just then use that insight that the search engine has outside of the search experience, that's what we're always trying to push. That's what this notion of the conversational website tries to do. If you could use that knowledge that's kind of trapped in your search engine while those 70, 80, 90% of the people who are navigating your website are progressing on their journeys, there you have a really powerful opportunity. That's how you unlock those tenths of a percent that have tremendous value. And that technology, I mean, I wish I could sell it to you today. Uh, we can't. <laughs> but, um, but it's where we're going because we realize that trapped in site search is both behavioral data as well as content data that helps people who are navigating your website. And as soon as we're able to unlock that, we think that will unlock tremendous value for our customers. So I realize we're coming up on on time here, Steve. But before I let you go, you know, if people want to get started, I recognize, I, you know, you just said a second ago, this isn't something we can sell you yet, though we're certainly looking to sell it to you soon. But uh, <laughs> but if people wanted to get started in thinking about the conversational website, if they want to get started in terms of thinking about smarter search, where would they start? What should they be thinking about? And it starts with search. And and as we've said before, smarter search. It starts with a search engine that is informed not just by the content, because every search engine should do that. Uh, But it's a search engine that is informed by visitor behavior. Because if you make that step into really understanding visitor behavior, not only are you making an investment in making your search engine better, because it's going to be more likely to recommend content that humans find useful versus yeah. the AI and the index finds helpful. Yeah. Um, and that investment in insight into the visitor behavior is then your first step into unlocking the thing that is locked into your search engine. No, that makes perfect sense. Steve, as always, this is great stuff. Any final words of wisdom before uh, we let 
folks get on yeah, with the rest yeah. of their day? I, I think the answer is keep listening because we have some exciting stuff coming up uh, probably second half of this year where we really begin to get into that. But uh, I think you and I will have a conversation probably in a month or so uh, where we begin to talk about very specifically some of the work we're doing to, you know, as we always talk about, right, practical AI that puts something on the glass that makes the customer experience better. And that's whether people are searching or navigating. And that's what we're talking about. There's a lot of value trapped within the search engine today, whether it's trapped in the content insight that you had or trapped in the behavioral insight that you could be having. And that should be the goal for search managers. That should be the goal for marketers is unlocking that value that's trapped there. Makes perfect sense and sounds like a great place to wrap up. Steve, as always a pleasure. If people want to learn more about all of this, of course, we'd like to remind you that you can go to solosegment.com slash search box or just go to solosegment.com and do a search. We'll take you right to the right place. Steve, any, anything else you want to share before I let you get on with the rest of your day? Here to go. Thanks for the time today, Tim. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Search Chat is brought to you by Solo Segment. Solo Segment focuses on site search analytics and AI-driven content discovery to improve search results, increase customer satisfaction, and unlock revenue for your company. Make your search better and learn more at solosegment.com. If you liked the show, please go ahead and subscribe to us. You can find our episodes at solosegment.com slash podcast or on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, or whatever your favorite podcatcher happens to be. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash solosegment, on Twitter using the Twitter handle at solosegment, or you can drop us an email at info at solosegment.com. Again, that's info at solosegment.com. With that, my name is Tim Peter. I hope you have a great rest of the week and we'll look forward to talking with you next time on Search Chat. Take care, everybody.